and welcome back to Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. I hope you are having a blessed day, and I hope this podcast is a blessing to you. I hope it gets you to thinking, and more importantly, I hope that you will read God's Word and let it speak to you. And I realize you may not agree with everything that I say in these podcasts, and that's all right. We each have our own opinions, but I think the most important thing is I'm always going to look at what God's Word says. And I can tell you the truth, but I can't make you believe the truth. I have told God that if He would give me a platform... I would share his truth with as many as I can. And I found hopefully that this is the way that I can do it is I can just, we can just have a conversation. We can talk and learn more about God's word. I, I learn something new every time I do one of these episodes. So again, I just hope that you take what I say on this podcast in love. I'm trying to share the truth with you in love. That's why I call it truth from the heart. In the last podcast, we talked about marriage and how it's a biblical concept. And I ran out of time and I wasn't able to give you some stats that I wanted to share with you. So I'm going to share those right now. And these are some sad stats about the state of marriage here in the U.S. Many want to live together before marriage, or they don't even have any intentions of getting married. And this shows how many view marriage and don't see it for the value that it has in God's eyes. Some don't want to get married, maybe because they're afraid of the commitment. And if that's the case, I would ask, well, then why are you in a relationship? Because that's what a relationship is all about. It's about the commitment and, and committing your life to someone else and working together and working on that relationship for the rest of your lives. Living together before marriage, again, seems to be more prevalent among those who are 50 years and under. According to census.gov, there are, and I'm going to round these up, 49% of couples between the ages of 18 and 34 that live together and aren't married. Again, that's the ages of 18 to 34, about 49% of couples that live together. Now that's actually down 11% from 1996. And then when we move on to the next age category, couples between the ages of 35 and 64, almost 46% of them live together and aren't married. And that's actually up 8% from 1996. So again, all these couples that are living together and not married, that is not how God intended relationships to be. And again, you don't have to agree with that. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm sharing you the truth from my heart. Again, I encourage you to listen to my last podcast where we talked about marriage and how why it's so important and that the church is the bride of Christ and marriage is a sacred institution in God's eyes. And we have taken this and messed it all up. A few more stats for you. I don't want to overload you with too many stats, but according to Pew Research, about 60% of adults, 18 to 44, have cohabitated with an unmarried partner. And again, I gave you that verse in Genesis that talks about how a man shall leave his mother and father and cling to his wife. It says wife. It doesn't say girlfriend. It doesn't say somebody who's like a wife. It says wife. Again, the intention is one man, one wife for life. That is how marriage is supposed to be. And also I found this stat pretty astounding, but again, I'm not really that surprised with the way things are in the world these days. 69% of those who were surveyed by Pew Research said they believed it was all right to live with someone without being married to them. And again, to me, that's just sad. I mean, it's that's not how God intended it. And I love these people that say, well, you know, we're, we're both Christians, we're both saved, and we're in this relationship. You can't live opposite of what the Bible says and then expect God to bless that relationship. Again, you just can. You may not like that. You may not think that that's very nice, but that's just the way that it is. God has made it very clear in his word that he holds marriage into a very high esteem, and we are to do the same. And especially if you are both Christians, you should get 
married. You should see marriage for the value that it has. And I believe that God designed marriage. One was to procreate and populate the earth. He says that in his word, but also I think it's again to show that relationship of Christ and the church and show how much God values having that covenant love, that covenant relationship with someone else. And one last stat, and again, I've heard of this stat and I'm not surprised, but then again, we shouldn't be surprised that many of the younger population don't understand what a marriage is supposed to look like because they don't have, they don't have it or they don't have examples in their lives. Nearly 80% of single parent homes are led by mothers. And that means that 25% of the youth population are growing up without a father. That's about 18 and a half million children. No wonder, again, there are so many kids who don't understand what the marriage and the relationship of marriage is supposed to look like. How can we expect them to to follow and to have a biblical marriage if we aren't showing them what biblical marriage looks like? Now, I want to move on to something that, again, I find very important. And I've talked about how marriage is a biblical institution. I gave you some stats. And in the last podcast, I talked about divorce and how that should not be an option for us as Christians. Now, I want to move on to something that is probably the most important section of today's episode. And that is the importance of finding a godly spouse. And I'm going to start with a word to the men who are looking for their future wife. And you need to find yourself a Proverbs 31 woman. And if you have never read Proverbs 31, again, I don't have time to read the whole passage now. You want to read Proverbs 31. That is the type of wife that you want to find. A a wife that loves God with all of her heart and puts him first in her lives. We can't settle for anything less. Why would you want to settle for anything less? If you are a Christian and you love God with all of your heart, why would you want to find someone who does not do the same? I know I don't. I'm looking for a woman who loves God with all of her heart and puts him first in her life. And again, if you have never read Proverbs 31, I I encourage you to do that. I work here at a radio station in the DFW area, and I record several shows. And one of the shows I record, the host of the show, we talk before we record the show. And he told me, and and he brought his wife on for one of his episodes. And he told me before I even met her, he said, she's a Proverbs 31 woman. And I am so blessed to have found her. And God led her to me. And it's one of the greatest decisions I've ever made in my life. And that just warms my heart. I love that. I love hearing that. Uh, She's a Proverbs 31 woman. And again, men, that is who we need to find. You know, Proverbs 18.22 tells us, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and attains favor from the Lord. God wants us to find a wife that is godly and that puts him first in her lives. Now, again, I'm going to sort of reverse what I just said and talk to the women for just a moment. Women, you have got to find a man that puts God first in his life. So again, it's the same standard for both. Find a man out there who puts God before anything in his life. And, uh, you you know, I know that there are many people out there that that date or that look for somebody based on their outward appearance, but we've got to get away from that. We can't date somebody or say, you know, think, oh, uh, I want to marry them because they're beautiful or they're, they're handsome. You've got to know the beauty of their heart because it's what 
is on the inside that matters. And maybe God has not led you to your spouse yet. Maybe he's still working on your heart. Maybe he's working on their heart or both of your hearts at the same time. You don't know. His timing is perfect. And His t- he does not work on our time. He works on his time. And again, I think if you pray and ask him, God, please guide me to who you want me to be with, then he will do that. And if you make that your effort, and I, that's why I don't think it's a good idea to rush into marriage. Now, I'm not saying that you should date somebody, you know, for 10 years or for something like that. But again, I think you really have to get to know somebody. And I know that there have been many that have married someone who they thought was saved. And then as the marriage goes along, they realize that they are not saved. And that's why I don't want to sit here and say I'm pushing for a separation. But again, if you are, if you're being physically abused, verbally abused or mentally abused, or you just don't think it's going to work then I would say separate from them. But again, remember, as Christians, we are not to initiate the divorce. Again, marriage is such a sacred institution, and it's something that we need to hold on to. The Bible also talks about the importance of not being unequally yoked. And I'll explain sort of the illustration of that in just a moment. But that verse is 2 Corinthians 6.14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? And, you know, the illustration of a yoke was, in case you don't know where it came from, was uh, back in the day, you know, when oxen would pull uh, a load behind them, mostly a wagon, you would put a yoke on them and a yoke sort of fit over the back parts of their neck. And, and that way they would pull the weight together. The weight would be would be shifted evenly and and they would pull the weight together. And if you're unequally yoked or if the yoke were to slip, then one ox is having to sit there and carry everything. And that shouldn't be the case in a relationship. One person should not be doing all the work. It should be a partnership. You should be equally yoked with your partner and in Christ. And then again, you can work on that relationship and it becomes a partnership and it becomes that covenant love that I talked about earlier. That is why it's so important and God says it in his word, do not be unequally yoked. Just mentioned, I know that there are some that think they're marrying somebody who is saved and it turns out that they are not. And then again, that's where I think the unequal yoke comes in. And if you think about it, it's two different worlds. That verse reminds us, if you're unequally yoked with someone, you're going to have two sets of values and it's almost a setup for failure. Now I'm going, this is my opinion, but I also believe that it's important to also date someone or find someone who is the same denomination that you are, or at least has grown up or is now the same denomination that you are, and also that have the same political beliefs that you do. Because again, I'm not saying find somebody exactly like you, because I know they say opposites attract, but I believe that's more based on personality. You can have somebody who's very outgoing and very happy and someone who's a little bit more quiet. I know in my family, if you look at a lot of the marriages and the marriages that I've talked about that have last, it, that's that's been the case, is that really the personalities are opposite, and that's what it means, but they're both believers in Christ. And again, that is what I think has made the marriage last, and God has blessed those marriages in my life. And one of the passages that talks about husbands and wives, uh, I encourage you to read 1 Corinthians chapter 7, Ephesians 5. 22 through 33, but also you'll want to read 1 Peter 3, 1 to 7. 
And verse 7 talks to husbands about how to treat a wife. And again, I think that is very important. God's word is so clear on the different issues that come up in our lives. We're not going to have an excuse. If you say, I believe the Bible, but we're not reading it every day or we're not in it, we're not letting it speak to us, then we don't have an excuse when we get up to heaven and when we're trying to explain ourselves to God. So again, 1 Peter 3, 1 to 7. Here's another thing that I want to say before I have a word for singles, and that is if your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever they may be, if they're pushing to live together before marriage, then again, you might have second thoughts. You, they might not truly be saved. Now, that, that's not to say, I know I've heard the thing before, you, you can't judge what's in somebody's heart, and they may not see the value in marriage, and that's why I'm sharing this podcast, because maybe you have a significant other that is pushing for you to live together. And they think that that's all right. I encourage you, read the Bible, let it speak to you, understand that how important marriage is, and then maybe share that with them. And, and hopefully they will get on the same page. But it is not a good idea to live together before you are married. That is not how God intended marriage. We have the perfect example in Jesus and his bride. My final word on finding a spouse and this is this will lead into me having a word for singles, and I said it not too long ago, and that is God does not operate on our time or on our plan. You may say, I want to be married by this by a certain age. I want to have this many kids, live in this kind of house, have this kind of husband, and God doesn't work that way. He works on his own time and in his own way. And again, as I said, maybe he's still working on your future spouse. And here's the other thing, again, not to judge, but it's also a good point, and that is if you haven't prayed to ask God to lead you to your future spouse, then how can you expect him to, to reveal that to you? we got to ask him and talk to him. Again, God will walk with us through every step of the Christian walk. Now I've got a word to those who are single like myself. God has called some of us to singleness, and I know that might be hard for some to believe, but it is the truth. We are not all called to be married, and Paul urges us to remain single in 1 Corinthians 7, 25 to 40, and he did bring up a good point that a lot comes with being married. You've got a lot of responsibility. You've got to deal with things of the world, temptations of the world, and so much more. And I mentioned in the last podcast as well that God is a jealous God. He doesn't want anyone to come between us and him. And it's hard to balance two relationships. It is. Some people can do it. Some people cannot. But again, I think it's very important that we understand the fact that it is okay for some of us to be single. God has blessed us each with a unique gift. And I know that there's a stigma sometimes between, and it's mostly I think, from what I have understood, because I am a guy, and I think it's sometimes mostly the way that girls view single guys, and they say, well, you know, uh, if they're not married by this age, that, well, one, they may be gay, or they may have mental issues, or there's something else going on. And again, that may not be the case. That may not be the case. It may just be, again, like in my case, yes, I've prayed. I hope that I get married one day. But if that's not God's will, then that is fine. But I'm not letting that consume my life. And I just want to grow stronger in my relationship with him. And I think he knows my heart. And so it's not that there's anything wrong with me. It's not that there's anything wrong any other single men if they're over a certain age. It just may be God has called them to a season of singleness. And the, another word to singles, and again, I, I hope that this encourages you coming from one single to another. 
And again, that is that God will give you the desires of your heart. So don't ever give up. If you really want to get married and you pray, we are reminded in Psalm 37, 4, that he will give us the desires of our hearts. And I believe that if if he believes that we can truly handle having those relationships and you want to get married, I believe that he will lead you to your future spouse. But we cannot let it consume our lives. I used to work with somebody, and and, and it is hard. And I, look, I'm at that age, too. I know a lot of my friends, they're married, they have children, and it is hard. It's hard when you see all those people around you, and they seem to be happy because they're married. But God will fill that gap in your life. He, he has the power to do that. And again, I worked with a guy and he, I think he just let it consume him where he just really was like, I, I, I've got to get married. I've got to have kids. I just, that, that's what's going to make me complete. And you know, we kept telling him in love, like, look, maybe God has called you to be single or maybe God doesn't have your spouse, your future spouse ready yet. You've just got to wait. It's the hardest thing to do because we don't have patience, but we've got to wait on God and let him play out his plan. So again, the takeaway from today, look for a God-fearing spouse. And it's all right to remain single. God has called some of us to be single. Marriage is a biblical concept that we can all understand, and it's a reflection of our relationship with Christ. Let's close out this episode with a prayer, as always. And I want to pray for those who are looking for a spouse. And I want to also pray for those single and that God would continue in working on that relationship and give you a peace about being single. So let's go to the throne of grace. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. And thank you for clearly defining what a marriage is supposed to look like. You gave us the ultimate example of Jesus and his relationship with the church. And again, Lord, we, we don't hold marriage up in the high esteem that we should here on earth. And uh, I just pray for those who are looking for a spouse. Lord, I pray that you would lead them to the spouse that you want them to marry. Lead them to someone who loves you with all of their heart and and, and that should be the most important characteristic that they look for. And I also pray for those that are single and that if it is the desire of their heart to find someone to marry, that you would lead them again to that special person. But I also pray for those of us that are single, that you would also give us a peace about being single and that we would not let that consume our lives and interrupt our relationship with you. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for us. Thank you for your word. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Truth from the Heart with Travis Sullivan. Remember, Jesus is King, Maranatha, and God bless until next time.